AFC's Monday through Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more faithful in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And the word of the Lord says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to help us to understand. Father, we bow before you today asking for your help. We need comfort for our hearts that we have anxieties living in this world, and we need to know how to get relief. We need to know how to pray to you in an effective way that will result in the answers that are promised to us here. So help us to understand. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Is it safe yet? Remember the film Jaws? You remember how people reacted to that story of a rogue great white shark on the loose in the waters around Cape Cod? You didn't want to go back into the water for a while after watching that movie, did you? And then, when you thought that you just about conquered that uneasiness, they released the sequel with the tagline, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Well, I wonder if you're feeling a little bit that way today, that it's quite not quite safe to go back in the water yet. After nearly two years of COVID pandemic, after the worst seemed over, I mean, infection rates declining, the death rate falling, new treatments bearing fruit, after all of these hopeful signs, now we have another variant on the horizon. And people again are descending into fear. Will it never end, we ask? I mean, more anxiety, for heaven's sakes. How do we calm our minds and hearts and dodge the natural tendency to worry? Well, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is our go-to text for this, right? But is it really? Have you, like me, discovered that this passage doesn't always prove to be the spiritual Xanax for the soul that we're hoping it will be? What in the world could go wrong? It seems so straightforward. I mean, it just says, why worry when you can pray, right? Well, let's look a little deeper into the text and try to discern why we sometimes get relief from worry and sometimes we don't when we apply Philippians 4, 6, and 7's advice to our circumstances. The prescription recommended for worry or anxiety here is prayer. Now, that's plain enough in the text. Verses 6 and 7 say, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to see that what Paul is recommending here is that we pray about anything that's causing anxiety in our lives and circumstances. Prayer is God's gift to us. It's designed to help us get relief when worry is wearing us out. But if this is true, why does anxiety so often return once we've followed the instructions that we're given here? Well, there are a number of answers. First of all, 
Prayer is for believers only. Nothing in Scripture promises that God will answer the prayers of anyone who hasn't put his or her faith in Jesus. Unbelievers pray all the time, but as James tells us in his book, the double-minded man can expect nothing from God. Prayer is, first of all, based on faith in Jesus as Savior. But given that we put our faith in Jesus, what else could go wrong? Well, the Bible tells us that unconfessed sin in our lives hinders believers' prayers. A good question to ask when we pray, but don't get relief is, is everything okay between me and the Master? Is there anything I need to get straightened out between us? So unconfessed sin can hinder our prayers. But maybe we're okay as far as we can tell on that score, too. Is there anything else, then, that could hinder our prayers? And the answer is yes. And here I think we touch on the most common hindrance to prayer among those who genuinely are saved. We may be saved, and we may not have any unconfessed sin in our lives, but do we really know God in an intimate way? I look back at the beginning of our text in verses 4 and 5. Philippians 4, 4 and 5 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Why? The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near to us. But are we near to him? Do we know the Lord well enough to rejoice in him as the text tells us that we should do? Has he become so real to us in our hearts and minds that we delight to spend time in his presence? Is he so precious to us that we can't wait to spend time praising him in prayer or song or meditation on his word? Are we close to him emotionally as well as intellectually? Do we know him as a friend? You know, a lack of intimacy with God isn't necessarily a sign that you're lost, but it certainly is a sign that you're not availing yourself of the sweetness of his fellowship. And then the text says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And what this means is that we've come to know him so well that we're resting in his providential care no matter what happens. We can be reasonable about anything that happens to us. Why? Because we know that God is going to take care of us. We're moderate. We're contented, come what may because we understand that God has our back, that he loves us and is watching out for us. This kind of trust is observable by others. The text says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Calvin tells us that ignorance of the providence of God is the cause of all impatience. He says, we do not recognize that God cares for us, and that's why we suffer this impatience and we suffer this anxiety. Warren Wiersbe echoes or parallels this observation when he says, from a spiritual point of view, worrying is wrong thinking in the mind and wrong feeling in the heart about circumstances and people and things. When we're sure that God is in charge of these things, well, then we can relax and turn them over to God in prayer. And that's what verses 6 and 7 tell us to do. But the basis for our prayers must first be in place. Do we belong to him? Have we put our faith in Jesus? Do we have a clear account with him as believers? Is there any sin that's hindering our prayers? 
And then, are we on intimate terms with him? Do we know him well enough to know that we can cast all of our cares on him, knowing that he cares for us? This is the basis for the kind of prayers that Philippians 4, 6, and 7 recommends as an antidote to worry. So how's your anxiety level today? Are you worried about Christmas, COVID, the country, the kids, the whatever? Consider casting all your cares on him. And if that doesn't work, ask yourself why and consider whether you might need a closer relationship with the master. Father, hear our prayer, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 or 10.45 a.m. We have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Look for our app in your Apple or Google App Store. Search for BF Sebring to get your copy. Thanks again for joining us. Be blessed.